Welcome to the Lutheran Outdoor Ministry Podcast. This is the place to be to hear all the latest news and information about the world's finest outdoor ministry network. And now, as always, here's your host, the Executive Director of Lutheran Outdoor Ministries, Mr. Don Johnson. Hello, everybody that's listening to this. We're so glad that you're tuning in to the LOM podcast. And this LOM podcast, we are very, very fortunate to have with us none other than Chandler Carricker, the Associate Director of Outreach and Engagement of Lutheran World Relief. Chandler is very well known throughout the Lutheran outdoor ministry network because of the way he's been so involved in outdoor ministry himself and also because uh, Chandler has made sure in his position at LWR that LWR and LOM uh, collaborate as much as possible. So Chandler, thank you for all that you do to provide leadership for this whole church, for LWR, for LWR and LOM staying cozy, and we appreciate all of that, and we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Yeah, thanks, Don. I, I you know, I really, I appreciate this opportunity. It's always, uh, Don, it's always great to talk with you, and um, anytime I can talk about camp, um, I'm pretty excited about that, and especially when it's in conjunction with you know my uh, my calling in the world right now um, with LWR. So yeah, I'm, it's great to be here. So Chandler, um, take a few minutes right at the beginning here just to tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and especially your intersections throughout your life with Lutheran Outdoor Ministry. Yeah, yeah. You know, camps have always been a really important uh, part of my life, um, especially Lutheran camps. I grew up in North Carolina going to Camp Lutheridge. I was actually a camper who hated camp. Um, I had miserable times. I wish I had framed the letters that I wrote back home because they were some of the saddest things you've ever seen. Uh, I really hated it. Um, but I found later when I started working at camp because my brother is a couple years older than me and he started working at camp and I wanted to follow in his footsteps and it looked like a lot of fun. And so I did that and I found that that experience of being a camper who was just miserable, um, was really helpful for me and really helped to give me a sense of empathy with not only with the campers who were having a great time, which I was having then as staff later in life, but those campers who were just absolutely miserable. Um, and uh, and I, I knew where they were and, and I also felt like I knew how to help get them to a new place. Um, so that was my early experience with camp. Like I said, as I got into college, my brother was involved working at Lutheridge and Lutherock in North Carolina for a couple of years before me. Um, and then I came on board working weekends at Lutherock um, and hosting groups there and then working summers at Lutheridge all the way through undergrad, all the way up until um, I went to um, Southern Seminary in Columbia, South Carolina after undergrad and kept working at Lutheridge then as an area director and then as an assistant program director with pastors Tim and Mary there and um, just 
you know, through all my years there, really had some great experiences to, to try on lots of different vocational hats and learn new skills and, you know, see what fit me and what didn't and what I enjoyed and where I felt called and where I was miserable and, you know, try out all those things over a good number of years. And it was an incredible, incredible time. Um, And like I said, it led me to seminary where I got a degree there and became a, a, a deacon in the ELCA, but then had a contact with camp while I was in seminary as well. I worked on one of the really early programs that the ELCA seminaries had to uh, to connect with Lutheran camps, where they'd they'd send seminary students out around the country during the summer to to go to different camps and work on the staff and and also do some discernment conversations with the college age staff and talk to them about seminary, and so that was a great experience because I got exposed. You know, I'd grown up just going to one camp and thinking, you know, that's, you know, that was God's country right there. Um, But I get exposed to so many different Lutheran camps and saw what a great system and great programs we have all over the country. I mean, that's the summer I got to spend a week at Carol Joy Holling in Nebraska and had an incredible time there and spent time way up in northern Minnesota. What is it? Lake of the Woods Bible Camp up there and had an incredible time. And so I really walked away from that summer seeing the breadth of what we have as Lutherans in our outdoor ministry as as such an incredible gift and such an incredible resource for um, preparing young and old to engage in the world and, and, and really make a difference. And so I was really fired up after that experience. And then after seminary, the next calling I took on after camp was um, working at Gettysburg and Philadelphia seminaries as the director of a program called Theological Education with Youth, um, where we were using the resources of of, uh, the seminaries to engage with high school age young people who were, you know, who were interested in exploring theology and exploring service in the world. And, you know, for me, with my camp background, I knew, you know, this is already going on at camps. Um, So is there a great way that we can um, bring together what camps are doing and what great resources we have at the seminaries to do this? And so continue to work hard there to build those um, bridges and and make those connections. And then from TEY, um, transitioned into this job at at Lutheran World Relief. where I don't, I think it was about a week into the job uh, at LWR that I was already, you know, calling up camp directors and saying, look, we've got these great resources for talking about malaria and talking about hunger and things like that. How can we connect them to your programs during the summer and, and get people really fired up for that? Because, you know, I know that part of our calling at Lutheran World Relief is to help people see a world where their faith can make a huge impact and and make a difference. And I knew from my experience at camps that camps can be a perfect setting for that, where people's vision is 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 made wider and the world seems um, much bigger and possibilities um, seem endless in front of you. And so if we can plug in the sort of work that we're doing at LWR of breaking the cycle of poverty, for millions, if we can plug that into the world of camp, um, I, I think we I think we've really got something there, and, and we've seen that. So it's been really really exciting. 
Chandler, now I know even deeper understanding of why I like you so much and have <laughs> like since the time we first met. And I, I think when I first met you, I think I was working for the seminaries at that time. And yeah. Uh, and were you a student at Southern Seminary at, when I first met you? And you were getting involved in doing stuff for Project Connect and all that kind of thing. And of course, the two by two program, um, the architect of that was Louise Johnson. Yeah. Who, uh, you know, has a deep understanding and love for outdoor ministry, and she really gets it. Now she's president of Wartburg Seminary. That whole connection there through Project Connect and everything. And, and then, of course, you were doing TEY while mm-hmm. I was doing Project Connect. That was all, hey, those were fun days, man. Yeah, they were. Man, Don, I still remember. I can clear as day picture you in the back of backseat of my car. My, um, I don't think we were married at the time. I think we were just engaged. But my wife, Naomi, and I driving you around camp at Luther Ridge. And, uh, and you riding around with us. And she's from Vermont originally. Yes. And so your accent made her feel so at home. She was just like, thank God I, I live amongst all these Southerners. And here's this guy. I can finally understand what he's saying. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, I remember that. But I can remember, yeah, just um, even, even early on saying, yeah, here, here's a guy who's, who sees it, who sees the, how, uh, how camp you know, not only provides people a fun and safe place, but opens up the world into, you know, greater and greater possibilities beyond the borders of our camps. Yeah, they, they only had that um, that connection with me because of Northern New England, Vermont, New Hampshire. But I, I think she's always been suspicious of me because I was uh, going to the Boston College Clemson football game. Well, that's true. <laughs> That's true. Cheering for Boston yeah, College. I that that non-Clemson support. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh! So many connections uh, over the time. But what what is it that attracted you to LWR? And I'm sure you feel very much called, and feel very much that LWR is a very significant part of your vocation. What happened there? How did you get, what what attracted you? Yeah, I think there's two things for me. I mean, one, there very much is the mission that Lutheran World Relief has on its face. You know, since 1945, we've been um, a place where Lutherans have been working to help break the cycle of poverty for millions around the world, Um, whether that's in the face of natural disaster, like earthquakes and tsunamis, or whether that's in the face of long-term disasters like, you know, climate change and conflict and poverty, you know, on the face of it, it is that mission. And that's something that has always, you know, pulled and called at me for, for all of my life. I spent time in Tanzania in seminary and, um, you know, even all the way back to as a kid growing up, I you know, in music was always a big part of my life. And the music that always called to me was music that, that pulled us into a wider world. I mean, I can, as a kid growing up, I can remember Bono talking about, you know, the need to address, you know, starvation and AIDS in Africa. And that interested me. And I want to know why, why should I do that? And, and what's this wider world there? And so I've always, you know, felt 
pulled in that direction in much in, in the mission that's on the face of LWR. And it's a compelling one and it's also one that has such a history and a tradition to it. But then a little bit more personal for myself is that my sense of calling has always been how can I give people the resources they need and the vision that will drive them to live out their calling. You know, and I've done that at camp. I've done that in TEY. And as I came to LWR, I saw that, you know, there are Lutherans here in the U.S. Um, who, who want to make a difference around the world and, and are looking for those ways to feel that they're living out that calling. And, and at LWR, we've got 16 offices around the world and incredibly highly trained staff who know how to get at the root of some of these problems around the world. And, and I want to share those resources um, with people of faith who, who want to put those things into action and make a difference and, and see that they're, they're, they're not helpless um, to make that difference, that they feel Jesus is calling them to make. That's the compelling thing that wakes me up every morning and gets me, you know, sitting at my desk and talking to churches and talking to leaders and, you know, designing cool new ways to, to learn about this stuff. And that's what does it, is that I want people to know that they, they have a way to make a difference and an impactful one. So it sounds to me uh, that your, your particular job with LWR is essentially getting the cloud of witnesses aware of what they are doing through LWR what, and what's possible for them to do through LWR to address some of the world's most significant problems. Is that essentially what you do? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I talk sometimes about what, what I do and what the team I work with really does is we're engaging people in their hearts and their hands in this mission. Um, how can I help bring the reality of what we're doing a little bit closer to where you are here in the U.S. Um, without requiring you to hop on a plane and, and fly to Burkina Faso or, or fly to Indonesia um, to see the work that we're doing? Uh, because I think it is really important that people feel like they've come into contact and they've developed that deeper sense of empathy for the needs of the communities that we're working with around the world. So that, that's another thing. Actually, this is a pretty recent thing I've been thinking about a, a lot recently and the, the work that I and the team I work with do. One, one thing that we do is we, we, just, we help to create a deeper sense of empathy um, for people for, uh, across the world. Um, uh, because, you know, until you have that, the, 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 that sense of calling and making a difference, um, you know, can't take hold quite as much. And so, so we design great things like games um, to help educate people on how we make a difference around the world. And we create Bible studies and devotionals that connect it to our life of faith so we can see how the work that LWR does around the world ties into this vision of abundance and grace that God calls us to. Um, so, um, and, and then um, opens the door to the fact that, um, you know, the, the gifts that we've been given, the financial gifts that we've been given um, can make a deep, deep impact in the lives of so many around the world. So then how do we act in those ways after what we've seen, heard, and felt through the sort of things that our team here has, has designed? Since you have been working with LWR, one of the impacts that you have had on me, because I'm a lifelong Lutheran with a very casual understanding of LWR. And basically, 
I thought LWR was about raising money so that we could help people around the, around the world. And you've helped me to say that, yeah, it is that, but it's much more. And it's um, there's a lot of resources out there that will help people and uh, people of all ages, kids, youth, adults, to deepen their empathy for the, the needs of the world and to, um, in a sense, become uh, more um, enthusiastic disciples of Jesus by what we can do together. Um, yeah. so I've been very appreciative of that. So, and that's, uh, at first, I didn't understand why does LWR want to be <laughs> a ministry partner of LOM? Why does LOM want to um, be at our uh, LOM annual conferences? And you've really helped me to understand, yeah, yeah it makes sense. And there's a lot that LOM can gain from being in a partnership with LWR. And there's a lot that LWR can gain from being in partnership with LOM. What I'd like you to do is to talk uh, in a little bit more detail about what are some of the ways that we can gain from partnering with each other. Yeah, well, I mean, the reasons that we at LWR partner with LOM and partner with Lutheran camps, I think it's two things. I think one, there's just a very natural thing that our, the people here in the U.S. that we are looking to connect with um, overlap. I mean, you all have Lutherans coming to your, your sites and, you know, filling up your camp roles and filling up your weekend retreats and, and things like that. And you also have people who you know, don't go to Lutheran churches, but they're having a great experience at a Lutheran site. Um, in the same way, you know, we get support from lots and lots of Lutherans, but we also get support from people who are just like, I just want to make a difference in the world. And maybe I went to a Lutheran college and I know that I can, you know, trust Lutherans with what they're doing around the world. So I think that we, um, we have a lot of overlap in the people that we um, engage with here in the U.S. So that's that's a very simple one. Um, but then it's also what we do and what we offer um, to, to those folks here in the U.S. And it, it's back to that offering them a, a, a broader vision of what the world can be. Um, you know, you all as, as camps and, and retreat sites and conference centers are, are offering this broader vision of what does a place apart look like in this busy world? What does a place apart in the midst of God's creation look like in this busy world? Um, and that, that, that could become a really uh, challenging vision of the world in a lot of people's daily lives. And in the same way, I think we offer this opportunity to, in partnering with us, in giving to us, in learning about the work that we do, people are, are given a vision of the world where um, we're not dominated by scarcity. We're dominated by God's grace and abundance. And, and there's, there's enough to go around for the, the, the hungry and the marginalized around the world. Um, and so I, I, I think we're, we're both telling very similar stories um, to the people that we engage with. And if we can get them caught up in both of those stories, what an incredible thing. And the ways that that Lutheran camps can do that with what LWR has to offer. You know, one of the first things that we brought to the table was 
one of our most historic things is our quilt making and, and kit making um, ministry where folks here in the U.S. make quilts um, or fleece blankets or make personal care kits or school kits or baby care kits. And then we, through our trusted partners around the world, send them to places that need them most, either after a disaster or in the midst of more long-term disasters. Um, so these are really hands-on ways of being involved and, and you know, putting something into the world that's going to turn right around and make a difference. Um, so we had, we had a great program a couple of years ago where we were really partnering up pretty directly with some camps and and uh, and they were you know, I, I can still remember great pictures from, you know, from Luther Hill down in Texas of campers putting together quilts or, um, you know, Kirkenwald in Milwaukee in Pennsylvania putting together school kits. And um, I got to spend time with counselors at both of those sites and talk with them about it. Or, um, I mean, one of our best friends, Dave Coker and his, his crew out in Nebraska um, after the Haiti earthquake in 2010 did a ton of personal care kits for us that got sent um, over to Haiti. So, so we've, we've had this kind of long-standing um, partnership with camps and doing those hands-on sorts of things with campers in the summer. And, and that's still there and, and love to have folks work on that. In fact, I got an email just the other day from Chad Hirschberger at, at Mount Luther in Pennsylvania. They're, they're looking at doing some of the kits this coming summer. So I'm looking forward to talking with him some more. And, uh, and doing that. So, if a if a camp wants to um, get involved with the kit making or the quilt making, they go on site and um, and find out more details about that on your um, on your website. Mm -hmm. Is it possible for them to um, indicate that they want uh, when they do that that they indicate that they want somebody to contact them about? Um, getting involved in that way or should they email you or what, what do they do? Yeah, they can go to lwr.org. Um, we keep the instructions really simple on how to make these quilts and fleece tie blankets and personal care kits and school kits and all these things. We even have a special guide designed specifically for camps. We kind of thought through what what are some extra steps that camps might want to think about. Um, so it, it helps you think through are there church groups in the area that might want to partner with us in getting the supplies together for this? Are there, are there ways we can weave this into our weekly program during the summer? How do we best incorporate this um, as a learning tool for our camp? Um, and all the way down to one of the really great resources we have, which is once you send those resources into us, those quilts, those kits, um, you can actually track where they go around the world. So I've always told the camp directors and especially those executive directors out there, look, do this one summer and then keep an eye on where they're going. Put that in your newsletter. Say, hey, the kits that the kids last summer made have, are just on their way to, you know, to, to Burkina Faso or to Niger or to Tanzania um, and tell that story. Um, and that extends your reach as a camp all around the world. Um, so we've got instructions on that. And I'd love, you know, my contact information is, is on the website. I'd love to hear from camps that are thinking of doing it. And I'd love to kind of walk through that with you and, and, and help you brainstorm on that some. And do you ever have to worry about too many quilts or too many kits being made? That's no, not, that's no. That's not the concern. 
No. So the, I the, mean, if all 128 camps and retreat centers were involved in kit making projects, it it wouldn't be too much. No, the need continues. Our partners around the world, you know, it, it, we've got a great system set up where we have partners around the world who know that we have these resources and know we have uh, a great community here in the U.S. who are always putting these together and they send in requests to us. But, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we're, we're not able to meet every request that we get and we have to move things around and prioritize. And so, you know, the more the merrier. We, we need these resources. Um, they're, they're valued around the world. And we're really responsible with them too. We're always making sure that the resources we send around the world are going to places where um, they're making a positive impact. Um, they're not going to places where they're replacing other sources of income uh, that people might have or, or things like that. They're going to places where these resources are not available and not accessible. Um, by the people who need them most. Um, and so we're, we're, we're working to always be responsible in that manner um, because um, our, our primary goal of, of breaking the cycle of poverty, you know, we need to make sure that we're working really towards that long-term goal and not just short-term goals. And um, Chandler, say a um, retreat center wanted to do um, a weekend retreat for um, say families, and they wanted to focus on um, building awareness for the need to do what we as individuals can do to address poverty and hunger. Would you and others from LWR be open to considering actually being on hand and uh, being a keynote speaker for something like that or keynote presenter? Yeah, we would love to to talk with camps and see what they're thinking about doing and seeing if, you know, we have lots of resources available, things like what I talked about, our, our game of lasting promise. That's this yeah. great role-playing game that helps put you in the midst of solving, you know, problems of, uh, of hunger and poverty in these countries we're working in. Um, we've got great resources like that that are already ready and out of the box for folks to use them. So, so maybe it's that, you know, your, your retreat just needs a couple of ideas injected to it like that, or, or maybe you are looking at connecting at a deeper level and you want to, you know, invite someone in who can, who can give a keynote address, give a Bible study that really addresses things and um, start to build up some relationships with uh, the guests that are there at camp for a, maybe a more long-term engagement um, with, with, uh, with LWR. Um, that's the sort of thing we, we'd love to explore and kind of, you know, bring into, into, um, into the camp's program there. And yeah. I'd love to, love to talk with people about that. Wow. I mean, these are all just awesome yeah. opportunities for camps to um, really make an impact and make a difference and uh, for you to be partnering with us in doing that. I mean, these are great things. Now, Don, I need to take a sip of my coffee um, <laughs> yeah. because I want to tell you about one of the most exciting opportunities that, that we have going on right now. Can I, okay. can I make that awkward transition? Is that too awkward? A transition? Um, oh, this is the commercial break. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, I actually am taking a sip of coffee, but you know, one of the one of the most recent things that we've got going on at LWR is I'm going to backtrack a little bit. This 
big, hairy, audacious, God-sized mission that we have at LWR of, you know, breaking the cycle of poverty for millions around the world. One of the greatest resources we have um, in working to do that is coffee. And let me explain it to you in this way. Um, one of the second most highest traded commodities in the world is coffee. But the communities that grow it around the world, and they're largely outside of the U.S. because climate-wise, you can't, can't grow co coffee in the U.S. It's largely, you know, south of the equator, closer to the equator. And, but these communities that grow coffee um, are some of the poorest communities. Um, and when we look at that, we see an incredible opportunity um, to bridge that gap and, and bring greater prosperity and greater future to these communities. So we've been working in coffee for years and years at LWR, working with coffee farmers, um, helping them overcome the problems that climate change brings about. You know, there's this thing, I was in Nicaragua a few, um, this was the first time I was in Nicaragua about two years ago. And I went to this coffee uh, farming community and there was a whole hillside that just had nothing on it. And they pointed out to me, they said that just a few months ago was covered in coffee trees. But because of this fungus called Loroyo or leaf rust that came through um, to keep it out of the rest of our plants, we had to chop down 75% of our crop. So this whole hillside was completely barren and they were having to start all over again. Yeah. And so these are the sorts of things that coffee farmers are struggling with around the world um, and that we're working with them on how do they, how are they more resilient in the face of things like that? So we've been working with these coffee farmers for years and we had this dream of what if we could um, create a more one-on-one -on -one relationship with the Lutherans who are giving to LWR, supporting our work around the world, and those coffee farmers, um, and actually bring that crop, that incredible crop that they're working on so hard, back to the kitchen table of Lutherans at the same place that they're writing that check out to LWR. And so we um, were lucky enough about two years ago to find a partner a coffee roaster here in the U.S., Thrive Farmers, who said, hey, we can do that. We can buy from, from the farmers who have been involved in LWR projects. We can bring it together in, in one roast and, uh, and make that available to Lutherans here in the U.S. And so that's where this um, uh, Lutheran World Relief Farmers Market coffee uh, idea came from we had this idea that we, we wanted to have that same feel that it has when you're, you're at your farmer's market. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't know, you're buried in 20 inches of snow. So a farmer's market right now, Don probably feels a long way away for you, for you. But you know, like when you're at a farmer's market, you're standing across the table from the farmer who, who grew that corn or grew those tomatoes. And we want, you to be standing across the table from Gustavo and his family and learning about the coffee that they've grown. And they're, they're so excited to share with Lutherans here in the U.S. And so this farmer's market coffee, and that's, I've got a mug of it right now. Um, it's, it's a great resource for connecting that circle of generosity um, that Lutherans had started with their incredible gifts to us. Um, and then we brought to bear on the lives of farmers around the world 
And then we're bringing that great coffee right back. And as I think about camps and I think about camps being a place of hospitality and of welcome, you know, coffee is a, it's a great resource for that. And serving a coffee that shows on its very face that this is the kind of community we are. Um, we're a community that gives back. We're a community that's engaged with the world. Um, that's the sort of thing that farmers market coffee can do for camps and conference centers and retreat centers. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited to see it kind of take hold in more spaces like that. Well, I'm excited about that and so many things that you're talking about, Chandler. So, um, but I'm going to um, make a commercial announcement at this point too and say that at the upcoming uh, LOM Executive Directors Gathering, which is going to be April 23 to 26 at Luther Ranch in Georgia, Matt Simpkins mm-hmm. and Chet Carriker, Chandler's sidekick, Matt, <laughs> music. The two of them are going to be our musicians and worship leaders for that event. And it occurs to me, Chandler, that what we can do is we can invite you to bring several bags of the Farmer's Market coffee and we'll arrange with Luther Ranch to have it served during our executive director's gathering there at Luther Ranch. And it will be a good opportunity for us to taste how really good it is because Chandler just sent me a bag of that coffee and I can vouch for the fact that it's really, really good. And if I was still running a uh, camp and conference center, I would make sure that I would be serving farmer's market uh, coffee that uh, LWR is behind. So, yeah. Uh, well, thanks. Virtual announcement there. I, I'm looking forward to it. You know what, Don? I will even bring my um, coffee snob setup with me, and I will do a pour over serving oh, oh, oh. of the coffee right there. I, I'll I will grind it myself and and do a pour over for the executive directors right there, so they can. I have thought it. that was going to be uh, for uh, private consumption in my room. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but. but Here's the other thing about Chandler that everybody should know about. Chandler continues to have a big part in things that go on with LOM. And he is one of the writers for the LOM 2019 curriculum that's in process right now. How's that going, by the way, Chandler? It's going really well. You know, Don, you and I are on camera together. And if you can actually see the charts behind me on the wall. That is, that's, uh, that's day one and two of the Bible study right there. Um, so my walls are surrounded by, with charts, um, for, uh, for those Bible studies. So yeah, really, really excited about that and and grateful for that opportunity. And it's great. The stuff you all are doing is fantastic. And that's, we want to be where the energy is and, and Lutheran camps are where the energy is. We are very grateful for the partnership with LWR. We're very grateful for your continuing, your personal continuing involvement in the life of LOM. Let me ask you, uh, it's getting uh, near the end of our time because yeah. uh, having the network television contract that we have, we have to be very concerned about time. Chandler, is there anything else before we close this off that you would like the LOM network to know about possibilities that they have for accessing resources of LWR? 
Yeah, I just like to reiterate those places to go to find stuff, you know, head over to our website, lwr.org, um, find resources there, especially if you're at camps, reach out to me, um, and I'd, I'd love to brainstorm with you and help you think of ways to bring an international focus um, through LWR to your camps, lwrfarmersmarket.org. That's where you're going to find um, everything you need to see about coffee um, and, and how to order that. And if, especially if you're working at a pretty large level in coffee and you want to talk a little bit more about that, reach out to us and we'd love to talk with you about what's possible uh, there um, because it is, it's, it's not only quality stuff to bring in, but I really think it does bring a deeper dimension um, to communicating to your guests, the churches that you serve, really who you are as a camp um, and, and what, your, what your calling is in the world. And, and lastly, I just, I'd like to say thank you to these camps. You know, we look around, I look around at the staff that we have at LWR and the amount of um, camping and outdoor ministry or just, you know, camping and outdoor service experience that uh, a lot of our staff have is it's pretty huge. Um, I mean, it, it's a place that calls people into ministry in some pretty world-changing ways. And a lot of those have, have landed um, <laughs> um, in, our, uh, in our world here at LWR. And so we're, we're so grateful for that. So, you know, continue presenting that awesome and energizing and world-changing vision of God's world. Um, to the young people, to the old people, to the everybody in between who come to your camps, because we see it paying off in, in this mission that we have together. Um, so thank you all. Chandler, thank you so much. And yeah. we'll look forward to seeing you in Georgia, if not before that. And we wish you all the best and we wish you safe travels. And we look forward to the opportunities that we will continue to deepen for collaboration of LOM and all the LOM organizations with Lutheran World Relief. Thanks a lot, Chandler. Great. Thanks, Don. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the only official Lutheran Outdoor Ministry podcast in the entire world. Until next time, check out the Lutheran Outdoor Ministries website or our Facebook page, So long for now from the Lutheran Outdoor Ministries World Headquarters. On behalf of Don Johnson, have a wonderful day.